0: Here with John Carter Cash. And I guess the first question is, Is what is this project you've been working so long on?
1: I've been working on this project, Johnny Cash Forever Words, for quite a while right now. I've been uh, going through my father's p- papers, of course. <laughs> Just a uh, task that I had to do to clear out his office. since He passed away. And there were, you know, maybe 2,500 pieces of paper That were various things. He he wrote on biblical studies. He had pieces of poetry that I'd never seen. He had handwritten letters that he wrote that he never sent. He had full song lyrics, or they looked that way anyway. That that I could find no associated melody. So so various different different things there, and I knew that there was a lot that that I that was not to be shared, and I knew that there were a lot of things there that uh, were beautiful, and for whatever reason, you know, uh, that they were set aside, uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was a good reason. But there was a lot there also that I believe he would have liked folks to have, uh, have seen. So put together a book with Steve Berkowitz and Paul Muldoon. The on ping Penguin came out last year, Forever Words, Johnny Cash, The Unknown Poems. and 41 Pieces. But there were more like sixty or seventy that I felt like were beautiful works, forever for whatever reason. Perhaps they were just poetry, or perhaps you know they were song lyrics that had a song, but the song was lost. But but I felt like that there was something there that was a, a, a cohesive picture of my father's life, and so got excited to poss- possibly make the book. You know, the book came out, and that was sort of the, the front runner because my father is to me and to many an American cultural literary figure. And the, the book itself was the, sort of a reaffirmation of that. Follow up on the book, uh, I kept hearing these melodies. And uh, working with Steve Berkowitz and Sony Legacy, reached out to a lot of different artists uh, to take some of these pieces of my father's work, again, the ones that I personally felt like he would have liked shared, and I put them to music. So uh, it was quite a process to go through this. And my father had a, had a way of writing. It was, it, was, it was very diverse. You could find something that was a spiritual writing sitting next to a piece that you go, my gosh, you know that could work for a hard hard rock singer. Oh my goodness, that's definitely like an old English folk ballad. Wow, look look, look at this one, you know that could it maybe even be a hip hop song. And I think that his life and the way that he did his artistry, he displayed that open mindedness and the willingness to take chances. And so reaching out to multi genres and whatnot. Um, uh, just sort of seemed like the right path to take, and it also uh, dicta- was dictated by who was most excited to be a part of the project. So, um, the Forever Words, the music, you know, coming out here um, in April, on April sixth is uh, the conclusion of of that of that body of work. To me, the Forever Words project may have an extension, but this is to me, this is. This is an extension of my father's writing, but with the words as a foundation.
0: So after you picked which pieces would be perfect for it, there you worked with a bunch of different artists. How did you pick which artists would do what song, and what was that process like?
1: Well, I mean, the words, the words dictated it, really. I mean, the, 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 this could work for this style of an artist. Um, when I read The Walking Wounded, I mean, there were five or six artists that I thought would really be suited for it, um, and that could connect with the statement that my father was making. Uh, of course, I realized one of those artists happened to be uh, my sister and my father's daughter, Roseanne, and so it, you know it just made sense that it go to her. Looking at 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 diff- different lyrics, as far as uh, you know what I thought would work with somebody, a Spirit Writer just begged to me to be something that would work at, in like a, uh, a classic country style, as in to Merle Haggard and within that realm. And Jamie Johnson was a was a friend and. So, um, reached out to him, and Brad Paisley was also knew actually knew my parents and and was a friend, and uh, but it was amazing. It it varied how each person, you know, finished the composition. Brad and and Jamie that I just met both of them, uh, as soon as the paper was in front of them, they picked up their guitar, and what came out was the song, the melody, the music. uh, Looking at the words for the first time, and I captured it both times with my cell phone, and so it was very. It was, it was It was. some of it was spontaneous like that uh, an artistic connection and then some of it was more measured chris cornell took a long time to write you never knew my mind uh he he respected my father as much as he ever did any artist and he said it himself so you know and i knew that from before so that's why i re- reached out to chris but he, he took it as a very serious endeavor and of course the song itself is staggering and um it It was the moment I heard it, and it still is today. You never knew my mind. So, so you know, it varied. Um, I'm with her. I gave them four pieces to look at, um, and they chose Cheeky Pinhill. And I was, I'm not. Wow, that's uh, that's interesting. I I sort of didn't think they would pick that one, even though it was one that was given to them. And they, uh, man, they just nailed it. You know. So, I mean, it varied. They don't produce those girls. They just do what they do. (laughs) They just put the microphones out, and so. You know, I mean, a lot of this was done at the Cash Cabin Studio in Hendersonville, Tennessee, which is where my father recorded a lot of his latter-life recordings. About half of American 3, 4, 5, and 6 were done in the cabin at my father's studio. And um, I still make music there today, and um, the majority of these recordings were uh, were recorded at the Cash Cabin Studio.
0: I do want to touch on Chris Cornell, as it is the lead single, and sadly Chris is no longer with us. But what was it like to work with Chris Cornell?
1: You know, he was he was he was a gentle-hearted person. He was he was loving. He was uh, he cared about family. He, like my father, had his had his flaws and his weaknesses, and he had and had uh, had an undeniable strength and a brilliance that shone through. And just like my father, he was you know he had his his torments and his struggles. But Chris himself was a pleasure to work with. I, I knew that he would be excited. To be involved in this process, and 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 uh, but anyway, so working with Chris was was an exciting process. It truly was. He was eager immediately, you know, back and forth with Chris on the uh, on the telephone. You know, he would he would run lines by me. Okay, because he, he he actually took two pieces that my father wrote. One called "You Never Knew My Mind," and one called "I Never Knew Your Mind," and they were for the most part both. You know the same song, but just sung from different viewpoints, and he put them together and it was written in nineteen sixty seven when my father was breaking up with his his first wife Vivian, and their divorce was he was in the midst of divorce with her. He was also very much in love with my mother at the time, and that same year wrote gold all over the ground so you know the song you never knew my mind the moment I heard it uh was the first time was was a demo and it had such an emotional impact on me, and, uh, you know, Chris sent me uh, the song and a photograph of his little studio that he put together in his hotel room, and it, it just impacted me immensely then, and of course now the words resonate, you can read what you want. I, I, he was in a really good space when he wrote that song. He really was. You know, had a lot of in, interior things that he struggled with, but still... The beauty is there you know and that's what this project is about really it's about hope defined my dad at the very end of his life wrote the poem forever which begins this project it was written within the last few weeks of his life and you know they tell me i must perish like the flowers i cherish nothing remembered of my name nothing remembered of my fame uh, but the trees I planted still are young, the songs that I sing will still be sung, and to have that hope at the end of one's life, I, I believe, is something that we could all wish for, and it's followed up directly by to June this morning, which is, you know, with uh, Rustin Kelly and Casey Musgraves, and that was written when my mother was eight months pregnant with me in February of 1970, so that same hope is the steady line that runs between those two pieces, and uh, it really runs through the whole album, all the way to the very end, when Jimmy Johnson, you know, says, uh, "Just listen with your heart, basically, you know." And I'll be, I'll be riding back again. And I think that's Dad. Just he's still here with us. There's no doubt.
0: Your father's legacy is obviously uh, large. Uh, are you still amazed this day wherever you go, and people want to talk about how his legacy and, and himself uh, affected their lives?
1: You know, I mean, it, it's wonderful to know that that people out there can, you know, can relate to somebody from so many different walks. You know, people from different walks of life all around the world, and and that be a, for my dad's humanity or for his music. You know, it wasn't too long ago that I got a letter from a 17-year-old boy that said, you know, if, if it hadn't been for your father and his willingness and ability to show his his uh, shortcomings. Uh, you know, and specifically, speaking of the video, hurt. You know, and and still be who he was. Um, that, that, that I would be dead right now. That boy said, and you know that right there. It sort of, to me, lends a sense of purpose and responsibility for the heritage and the heritage. You know, the heritage and the legacy that that endures. That is my. That is uh, big. You know, began by my father and continues uh, sort of a life of its own. It still touches people. So you know, I mean, yes, it's. Uh, for one thing, I don't know either. As many people, you know, with, that are hip hop fans that have the same record collection of Johnny Cash as you know the country gospel fan. You know, it's a, nothing but hip hop in their collection, and Johnny Cash. And nothing but country gospel in the other, and Johnny Cash. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, he touches lots of people.
0: I'm here in London, Ontario, so there is actually a connection to both your father and mother here, and we just celebrated the fiftieth yeah. anniversary of their engagement, which they got engaged right here in London.
1: I know I, know. I wanted to come there was a yeah, there was a, something, a there was an event or something I can't, but but anyway, I wanted to be there with you guys. I really did and and um yeah, it just uh, just right a few days ago.
0: It wasn't long ago, yeah, and I mean, obviously, I mean, you're you're a busy man. This project's a lot to take on, but you're you're welcome in London anytime you want to come by. We'll we'll show you a good time.
1: Yeah, I don't know, it's just that it was that magic of Canada that made Dad open up, you know. But I, we spent our my whole life when I was younger, uh, you know, for years. We, of course, he worked in Canada, but I'd come to Canada and go fishing in northern Saskatchewan, and so, and I've been to London, uh, Ontario. Uh, Quite a few times, you know, with my parents through the years. Uh, so uh, Canada's always close to my heart. This old, and this whole area around where you guys are is also very close to my heart.
0: If there's one thing that you want people to know about this project, what is that?
1: Uh, that you know that that my father was more than what you think. <laughs> no matter what that is, that there was a whole lot to my dad. There was a whole lot of of, of love and and purpose you know, that he he carried around with him throughout his life, and that the strength that uh, defined him was made up uh, of his, you know, of his faith. It was also made up of his ability to show uh, those frailties that were uh, very much a part of his reality. And, um, you know, I mean, I hope people walk away with the memory of the words and the impact that the words had. And that's, to me of utmost importance and I hope that they also walk away enjoying the music um, and enjoying the artistry
0: that is there your invite to London is always open so whenever you want to come back up we can we can show you a good time and I appreciate taking the time to, to talk with us John
1: man man I hope to make it soon thank you so much
0: all right I will uh, I will let you go but thank you for doing this and I'm, I'm a huge fan of your father's and uh, and yours and I look forward to this project my friend okay excellent all right take care thank you